Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension, a dimension of pressure, a dimension of coverage, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land, two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man, of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. Travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. Two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man. Of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. in a little bit, but uh, again, we are at Village Idiot Brewing Company, Mount Holly, New Jersey. Really good beer. We're going to be sampling some in a little bit. We're already trying uh, some, but uh, we are going to start with the biggest story uh, out there that we're going to talk about with the whole entire NBA, which everyone's hit on, but uh, we're going to talk about a little Colangelo burner account because that was the big thing, you know. You listen to Rakes to Ricky Sanchez, uh, Mike and Spike kind of dived into this. We talked to them a little bit, but this is more the Colangelo Burner account and uh, just kind of the the information and the kind of situation that arose, which now probably hindered our chance of getting someone big. Yeah, well, 
the the whole idea of the burner accounts isn't new. There's been rumors about Kevin Durant maybe having some, some other players maybe having them, but um, the first time it's I think that it's been about management, and it's a big problem. But I'm happy that he's gone, and it's a uh, it's shame that uh, we have somebody like that in our sister's organization doing doing. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, I mean, here's the thing, and we talk about free agency, and we talk about LeBron coming here, and we'll get back to LeBron in a little bit, but kind of the the big thing with LeBron, uh, do you think coming is affected by the whole thing? If, if, he, if we can decide we can be, but um, I, don't, I don't think that would hit uh, him coming here at all. Yeah. I think I agree. I, I just well, I, I read uh, Chris Ard was something today where he talked about you know the best uh, the best information that he got was you know you got Ben Simmons you got Doyle and now you got LeBron to that take a look and up Kareem the Kareem championship and also some rumors going around that it was Colangelo's idea to trade up for. He went against that yell. I don't know if you saw any of those trips or anything, but apparently it worked. So everyone wanted to, and we. Anymore like it existed back then. 
Because back then, like I said, you have defensive specialists, you have guys who are like all up on you. And that's the difference between today's game and like LeBron beats one guy and he goes to the basket, he shoots the lamp. No one else is outside defense, no one's knocking him on his hand. It's a whole different is LeBron does, has it a lot easier. Everyone's like, well, everyone can shoot three. So it's an offensive game. All it is has become is an offensive game. Well, here, I don't want to harp on this too much because um, I know I don't like to denigrate greatness. And I know I think it's an ongoing argument, and there's probably not a definite answer of who's better than the other. But the only thing I will say is take a team that went 73 and 9, they beat Michael Jordan's record with most wins in the season, and you take that team and they lose to LeBron, and they say, LeBron is so great. You know who we need? We need to add Kevin Durant. And that's the way we'll be able to beat him. So to me, that kind of ends the conversation of how great LeBron is. You take a team with the best record in history, and we say, we're not good enough. We need four Olympic gold medalists. We have three. Kevin Durant, who won MVP. Steph Curry, who won two MVPs. And these are recent. They're in their prime. easily on a team, right? And we have Jacob Dalla, who's a five MVP, and Draymond Green, here. And if going to LeBron yeah, and, and George Hill and Kyle Korver. Okay, here's the thing. And you talk about Love, and if I could pull up Kevin Love's stats compared to Scotty Pippen's stats in 98 and uh, this year, they're very similar. Kevin Love has a lot more rebounds. Scotty Pippen has a few more assists. They scored about 19 points a game. So they're identical. But we all talk about how great Scottie Pippen is, and Kevin Love doesn't get the credit. Kevin Love averaged 18 points a game this year, and he averaged like 11 rebounds a game. Kevin Love was a four, and no one seems to, everyone seems to forget that. And in playoffs, Kevin Love has better stats than Scottie Pippen did. In the game, we're comparing two seasons, which your, your buddy, uh, what's his name? That dude's name. Colin Brown, like, like, what he does is hit uh, the dude, the LeBron. Uh, Nick, Nick, yeah, my boys. Nick Wright and Colin Brown, all they do is present stats. There's no real concrete. And it's all like, it's all stats, but eliminate the stats that matter. So, like, will he play with Scotty Pitt Hall? Will he play with Kevin Love, whoever? has about the same average this year. And look at the Bulls roster. You had Scotty, you had Scotty, and you did have Dennis Rodman that year, who was a great rebounder, but couldn't shoot at all. You had like no one. You had, like there was just it's not strong fear. Like you guys you talk about like some of these guys it's not a good team. And Jordan doesn't get credit because LeBron Not only George is a 
Fowler to LeBron because he thought he needed help, and he wanted to get rid of Isaiah, and he wanted to get rid of all Dwayne, who then, of course, clearly, you know, put the scissors in the back in the press, but Dwayne made rid of him for all these people, for George Hills, for the uh, who else? George Hills and the and the Jordan Clarkson, but he's these are the people that he handpicked. But you're saying say. that as if it was like he rather have them than he did. Than that, that, no, I understand the people available. I understand, and the, the whole entire thing is Golden State is the game, and the, the whole LeBron argument I think comes back to what Golden State is a good team. And one of the, well, I, mean, I don't, I don't think Golden, like the teams Michael Jordan played in the finals he were got nearly swept. as good. He lost them. I don't think they were nearly as Utah good Utah Jazz Warriors. had two Hall of Famers, Carl Malone right. and John Stockton. And none of them have rings. And then they played the Suns. Yeah, because they, never have a ring. they don't have rings because of Jordan. He only won it six times, and I can't say the answer. Because they've played for more than six years. In the prime, a prime basketball career is like six years. And that exact time period was when Jordan was well, dominant. I have a question went, for you. What would you, you know. do if you, what would you do if you were LeBron right now? Would you would you go to the Sixers? Would you stay in the East? Some people say the Celtics. Or would you yeah, go to the has, Lakers? He's or go 100% West? staying in the East. Because he, when we talk about doors and competitors and things like that, that's the thing that separates. That's the thing that I think Jordan had that LeBron doesn't. He's not going to go to the West because it will tarnish his whole entire – the only argument that Nick Wright and Colin Cowher could say – and you is that Jordan or that LeBron went to eight what eight consecutive finals in an East that consists of before Hill and like guys like that like there, it wasn't a strong East it hasn't been a strong East in a long time you're telling me part of the Rosen is like a Hall of he good no I, I okay. so but, you have this this complete Stacked, and you have the one back. So LeBron, and now everyone, Colin Cowherd and Nick so, Wright are like, so, he's the greatest player ever. So back to my question, though. Do you stay in the East and go to the final, or do you turn the whole you, argument back to no. the West with the top of it on the first, maybe get the and say, everybody West. It doesn't matter. He's staying in the East because he doesn't have the killer. Instinct that other people had. So he doesn't have that killer instinct. If he had a killer instinct, then well, he would say, go to the West. I don't buy the whole killer instinct. Thing. What does that mean? He's not scoring 60 points a game? He, he's a different player. He gets a score right. and he gets a killer. Kobe was a killer. Kobe would go out and do it. Jordan was a killer because Jordan would also score 40 and 60 points a game, but when the game was on the line, he wasn't passing the ball. And every time, how many game winning shots in a crunch time final? I don't. I LeBron don't know, won his title. LeBron, LeBron won his title with Ray Allen. No, I LeBron, think LeBron won his title with Ray Allen. Allen hitting a shot and Kyrie Irving hitting a shot. I, could be, I think LeBron actually has more playoff buzzer beaters, but maybe because he played a lot more games because they went to the longer series. Well, yeah, because they, LeBron played like how many more playoff games? I would probably have, not because they were attended. Fifty to sixty to right. seventy playoff games. But I mean, people don't talk about Jordan not being able to pistol and losing every year to them. No, I agree. What say you, New Mike? Yeah, what do you think about this, Mike? New Mike? New Mike. I think he agrees with me Speechless. for the first time. I think he's agreeing with me. First time he's ever agreed with me. Who, who would you pick for rookie of the year? Trying not to be biased uh, with the whole Ben Simmons. You have to pick Ben Simmons. Ben was the best player. The regular season. Yeah, because Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell came on 
later, but Donovan Mitchell was very good in the later in the season in the playoffs. But and he, I think they he, voted he had before a really, the playoffs, right? Yeah, they voted before. Yeah, the and he also had a really strong learning curve when he first, you know, when he was first introduced to Utah, he was struggling in the beginning. And then you look at a guy uh, who, like Jason Tatum, same thing. He had a good year. He had a solid year, but he came alive in the playoffs. And we talk about killers like Ben Simmons shrunk in the playoffs. Jason Tatum came alive. So right now, the argument, who would you rather have, Jason Tatum or Ben Simmons? Everyone's saying Ben Simmons is like the, the, is the next LeBron. If he's the next LeBron, then that means he's not going to be a killer as well. I, I really wish we took Jason Tatum. Next time you say Jason Tatum, I'm like, geez. We kind of have Where would he fit in the system, though? Dario, I mean, I think you just Dario would be gone. There would be no room for Dario. But maybe he comes off the bench. He would come off the bench, but he's not going to have that same, you know. I think that would be great for uh, Ben Simmons, too, if LeBron came, because he would get to learn from him. Kind of like Rod learning from Brett Favre or whatever. No, I agree. But I just, I don't know. I don't think the Sixers is going to be hot that he he lands, as sad as it sounds. But I don't think that's the the final stomping grounds. Did you happen to watch... uh, uh, Portugal versus Spain. I did. Uh, I watched it too. It was amazing. Nice. I don't even watch soccer like other than World Cup and stuff like that. And I, I was, it was really it was exciting. Now I'm like a huge, huge soccer fan. Like really? I, when I play these, like I would sit oh, there and right. watch TV, and there was nothing else on. So the only thing I would watch would be soccer. So I was, I got into like Champions League and all these things because everyone over there was going nuts every single night. So I. Just, so I got two in the soccer. And here's the thing that people don't understand is video games video games influence a lot of Video games I was fourteen. The World Cup came to the United States in ninety four. Kobe Jones and Alexi Lawless. I was fourteen years old. I I just I think I was like fifteen or sixteen and I got like I think it was FIFA 97 or FIFA 96, and I, it was my obsession. It was like the, people love FIFA. A lot of my teammates do FIFA. Yeah. And I think that's what made me even more a soccer fan. Is I would start playing all these games, and I'll play FIFA. And now I'm in pro evolution soccer, but like I would play all these games, and as I played them, I started getting more and more familiar with soccer, and I started watching it more. Now I'm a part of the American Outlaws, which is the or the uh, USA fan group. So we got a we got a really good uh, good team. They're young. They're a little scary. Yeah, it's it's a shame that USA didn't make FIFA. It was what? It's a shame that USA didn't make FIFA uh, the World Cup. I don't What do we do? so? Kind of going into the game today. I did see the game. Portugal and Spain. Do you like as a normal fan? Do you know any of the players? Like when you watch it, do you know who Cristiano Ronaldo is? Yeah, of course I know who that is. I know who Lionel Messi is, and I know I actually do know some from just some of the teams that I played with in FIFA, but I don't know a lot about like the club teams they might play on and stuff like that. Because that was the whole drama today, is that you know you had all these guys playing in a different. Like Spain played Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo plays for Real Madrid. All the guys from Spain play for right. Real Madrid. So it's pretty. It was a it was a really good game, but three three draw. Yo, that that play kick that he had at the end of tied. I was like, wow. Well, when we talk about greatness, like that's the cool thing is like a lot of people that he 
Luciano Ronaldo and think that uh, Messi or like who the soccer players ever to play or football players ever play, and now like they're competing as one two overall, and now you kind of see it. It's kind of cool to be in a in a world you can actually watch that happen. Yeah, and I, I think that there's a lot of similarities similarities with that with tennis even with Roger Federer and Nadal and how they're just so on top of the game for years and there's like that class or who's better and just greatness like, and I, I feel like you don't see that in a lot of the sports that even Americans enjoy more than soccer and well, so, yeah well soccer is the biggest sport in the world it's like worldwide it's the biggest sport the best sport uh yes do you think it's because there's not a lot of scoring usually so it's like Americans love that like scoring a lot well, Action. people like hockey, though. But that's what I was thinking, and I was like, well, at least maybe okay, so they can hit each other. Maybe that's Wait, say it again? They can hit each other. Well, they do hit each other, or they, they tap each other, and they fall. They have a lot of fun. They do, they do, they do a lot do of fun. They must have learned it from LeBron. But they, uh, see, I think soccer, it's very enjoyable to watch, and the people who like, like, I don't like hockey. I'm not a hockey yeah, fan. Yeah, I don't know that much about hockey. I don't either. And I like the Flyers. But it's fun to watch them in the playoffs. Come like that, like dickhead fan. Who? I'm that fan who like, you know, wants to. Uh, I'm that fan who wants like watch the or watches them in the playoffs. I'm like not all about them the rest of the time. But I don't know. Soccer is like worldwide. It's your round, and the World Cup comes around. Yeah. And it's awesome. But what is what's more important? Um, do do the players more about the World Cup or the Olympics? Cause it's kind of like the same thing. Wait, like, the World Cup or the Olympics? I mean, it's both for your country and stuff like that. Like the World Cup is more important. Yeah, World Cup's more important than the Olympics. So who? I don't even know who won the Olympics. Who won the Olympics? In what? In soccer. Oh, I have no idea. Right. So, uh, the Olympics, they don't send like their best team out there. No, the Olympics, like Brazil, sends all their young guys out to the Olympics. Oh. Because the Olympics don't, yeah, the Olympics don't matter. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Well, like it's like what happened with the, with basketball prior to uh, prior to like the two before the Dream Team. Like USA was seeing amateurs, and Jordan Wayne and David Robinson, these guys were playing, but they were amateurs, and then Russia. Keeps beating us, and they're like, "Screw this! Like, we're better at basketball than you, and we're gonna show it." Right. That makes sense, though. Can we hear? I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah. Can you hear us, Kev? Can you? <laughs> right. um, yeah. Pump up this. You were, you were saying the other day, and this is a little bit off topic, but. What do you have against karaoke? You saying you don't like karaoke. What, karaoke? What do you have against that? Because I was just thinking about, we don't sound in there a little bit. It'd be great right now. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan. We just kind of like karaoke, except we're not singing. Yeah, but here's my thing about karaoke is, that I don't like, is that you have a song, the song is being played, and you have some, like, person who decides that they can sing, singing over the same song that I want to hear. So, like, say, like, Journey comes on right now, 
and you're going to have Journey playing. But the problem is, when you have Journey playing, you have some dummy up here singing it, and no one's going to understand. Like, I'd rather well, I don't, listen I don't to know. Journey. It's not, about, it's not about sounding good, though. It's about just having fun and going up there and performing. Yeah, but what's fun about that? Like, it's embarrassing. I, yeah, but I guess it's when you, like, have a lot of drinks in you, and you get kind of drunk. I don't like it's, like you wouldn't go up there otherwise probably unless you have a, I mean not everybody but some people just go up there just yeah but what I want to know what's fun about karaoke like what what makes it fun like what exactly is fun about it like what standing up in front of a group of people singing like this isn't the voice like there's no what it like what are you getting out of it you're singing. People who do karaoke are not good singers either. If, if you were a good the, singer, you would be singing. Like, yeah, but that's the point. It's like a it's a stage for people who normally don't have the stage to sing. Yeah, but they but they're not good singers. That's why they don't have a stage. Like they don't have a stage for a reason. So when they don't have a stage, because they're terrible singers. So I I despise karaoke. Like I every time there's was, was there like an incident where you somewhere where you were yeah, at karaoke is that how this all came about well like kind of probably similar to the people who are sitting here we were all uh they were all enjoying their drink and then suddenly we came in and like almost took over the bar and now we're like loud and it's like i was at a bar one time and i saw like some dick came up come up and start putting up like speakers and i'm like oh what's this all about and then like a half hour later, he's like playing the music and he's like, Hey, karaoke, come on out. And all these people were like standing up and singing. And I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever been a part of because people can't sing well. So they stand up and they decide that I'm going to sing now. Like I watch the voice and people watch the voice and people watch like American Idol. I don't watch, but like people watch those shows because they want to hear good singers. They are not good singers. See, I don't. I watch The Voice or like American Idol for all the people that think it's singing, and then when they, I think it's funny. So hold on, hold on. That's why I only watch the beginning of those shows when people suck. Let me get this straight. So you watch? You're only interested in karaoke to watch people suck. No, I'm talking about The Voice and American Idol. Okay, what's the draw to karaoke? I I don't know. I don't go. I don't do karaoke, but I can imagine that it's it's about. It's about, I don't know, I guess it's about you going up there and getting a thrill from singing your favorite songs. But I guess, but I see where you're coming from. But maybe I, I'm going to try it, and then I'll let you know. You're going to try carry. You've never yeah. tried carry. I've tried carry. I've never done, but actually it's funny to say it because a lot Jesus of my, uh, whoa, what's Oh, it's a motorcycle. Do you, you, you ever drive a motorcycle? You're probably too big to drive a motorcycle. Yeah, I can't drive a motorcycle. For the listeners who don't know, what are you, 6'10", 6'11"? Yeah. And yes, you played basketball. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I thought that guy dropped his wallet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Motorcycles are, are fun and cool, but I don't think I, I, I'm the end of it. I don't... I, I study too much to risk getting an injury. Now. Well, I you're a well, I'd be like, why did I study it for all these years and I crack my head open after one time? Running well, that's it. the thing. Like, it's, a mo- like, it's not yeah. worth it. A motorcycle is kind of, you know, I like the idea of it, and I think people get it. You know, you talk about the thrill and the thrill of, you know, karaoke. It's, I think people have that same thing. That same thrill comes with riding a motorcycle. So, like, that guy... He was drinking some beers, and then he safely got on his motorcycle and uh, <laughs> drove home. 
Sorry, thought we had a car. No. Uh, so yeah, I'm yeah. So yeah, I'm not a big fan of karaoke. I don't think I ever will be. Just not for me. But we are live here at Village Idiot Brewing Company. It's a nice place. Uh, yeah. Very old school feel in Mount Holly, New Jersey. Peanut butter beer. Yeah, they got a peanut butter porter. It's called. We're gonna be. Uh, I don't have my peanut butter cup. I don't have my. Uh, we're gonna be sampling some of those in the second half of the show. We're gonna get some some samplers and we're gonna try them and kind of you know give our usual taste test of the beers and uh, go from there. But, uh, yeah, I've always, I think I wanted, there was a time when I did want a motorcycle and uh, I just didn't think I was going to be able to get one that's going to fit me. And if I did, it was going to be a yeah, lot. Yeah, I can it, imagine that would be difficult. But remember, like, you see, you were too young for this, but, like, when I was, when I was probably your age, the whole American Choppers and, like, you had, like, American Choppers, you had another show, like, West Coast Choppers, and all these shows, they just built bikes, and it was, like, so cool, so everyone was all into it, and uh, it's just not a thing anymore. Do you, do you watch uh, The Bachelorette? No. You don't? Yeah. I don't, no. So I normally don't, but I actually happen to have a good friend, family friend, who grew up uh, around me, who's on it this year, so I have to, I'm watching it's it, the, it's, it's he, it's, oh. it's, a, it's the one where yeah. there's the girl... And then a bunch of guys like fighting over him, and it's interesting to see like him on a reality TV situation. Is he so? He's the one that's fighting over he's the like girls, fighting. or the girls are fighting over no, him? No, 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 no. That would be really cool. But now he's fighting with the other guys to win the girl. So there's one girl, and he's right. one. Of, what is it called? The Bachelorette. Yeah. So she's the one, and then she has to pick between how many guys. I don't know, maybe like thirty to start or more, and then they every every week or two, I don't know, they um take some pick some people off. I'm gonna get a uh, I'm gonna get a sampler in a little during the break, but thank you. All right, we got a caller on the line who uh, wants to talk a little Eels Super Bowl ring. What's up? You're hey, on Kev, the how are zone. You, Hello, Kev. How are you, buddy? Huh? Did you just ask if our refrigerator's running? Okay. Are you there, Cap? Yo, what's up? What's How going we doing? on, man? How are you guys? What's up, homie? How are you? Hey, we're good. What do we got? Uh, expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, go ahead. No, I, I, I just wanted to chime in. I'm, I'm, I'm real proud of you guys doing another matchup zone. Uh, you know, at a live venue, shout out to uh, to uh, the uh, to the bar you guys are at out there in uh, Mount Holly. Uh, shout out to the parents too. So, uh, you know, great for you guys, and just want to talk a little bit of Eagles. Yeah, let's talk some Eagles. Yeah. So the Eagles got their Super Bowl rings yesterday. It's a big deal. Uh, they look good. Thoughts? Thoughts are. Um, First off, it's, it's a lot of bling. I mean, they have 217 diamonds on the ring. They have four sapphires for each of the championships that we've won. And I think, it, you know, the dog mask for me is a little bit much um, inside the ring. But I love the all we got, we all we need, um, you know, with the writing inside. I think that's excellent. Um, that, that, that mantra, uh, I think, is going to stick with this team uh, moving forward here into 2018-2019 uh, season. No, I like that. Where, wait, where is the dog? Uh, the dog's on the on inside the, of the ring? It's on the inside, yeah, I saw that. So yeah, like the dog, the the dog man. 
the dog mask. Whoever made that dog mask is 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 like a freaking genius. But they. <laughs> is, it, is it a picture of the dog mask, like the same one that Kelsey was wearing? Yeah, yeah. The, that dog mask is in, engraved inside of every single ring. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, they really went all the uh, I love it. They had to, I guess, since the first time, you know. No reason to be uh, shy with that ring. Say it again. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, and um, I, I want to get your thoughts, Kev. Um, you know, we're big soccer guys. Um, you know, today we had an instant classic. Ronaldo with a hat trick. Um, what, what were your thoughts on Spain, Portugal today, and who do you have taking the World Cup, brother? Well, honestly, uh, I mean, without USA, it sucks. So, without USA there, and like people, normal people, I feel like the, what, what USA soccer is is what the Flyers are to us. Like, no one really gives a shit until it's actually the World Cup, and then everyone's like ultra American. So I think that's kind of what happened. But the game today was ridiculous. I mean, it was probably the best game that we're going to see in the at least in like the group stage because Portugal and Spain are two, you know, two of the top teams, and you're also seeing, you know, Spain's you're, probably one of the top five teams, and you're seeing Cristiano Ronaldo, who is the best player in the world, square off in a first game in the group, and that's not something you see every day. No, it's not. And, and you know, to that end, I, you know, I I'll, I'll tell you this: you're watching you're watching history with that with that young man. He is he's a specimen number one. Um, you know, it, it, for Christ's sake, he 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 gave his seed to another woman just to have his perfect child. It's like I mean, the guy is perfect, and he comes out and he scores a hat trick with a perfect free kick. To round it off, and what you I know, would say, it could have been the final. It could have been the final. In my, for for my money, I would say Spain Portugal final in three weeks. I could have done that. Well, you know, I mean, it's crazy because you have uh, a lot of Cristiano Ronaldo has taken a lot of shit over the years from people saying like, you know, he's not prima yeah. donna. He's not prima. He, he never. Him and Messi both take it. They're they're great in the club team, and then they go to the five, the World Cup, and they're just like, eh. And Ronaldo always took that. He's never been able to win in the big game in the World Cup, and I think that's something that's a little different this year. Is he stepped up and he willed his team? Portugal's not that. Like, Pepe's old. Like they're all they're old, and their young guys aren't there yet. Their young guys are all like in the second division in the Premier League so, or the Championship League. Yeah. So, like it's it's like. If you don't have a tough team, and going against that Spain team where everyone is a top player on their team, that was pretty impressive. And and, and I, mean, I think you're you're also watching a lot of club talent. You have you have Sergio Ramos, who's the captain, to come out. They exchange the flag. I mean, they've been teammates for seven years, and and you're you're watching guys play with and against each other on a weekly basis. And they come out and they put it all on the floor just to see each other, you know, who's going to win. And they go 3-3 three, three in the opening match. That, that, was, that was incredible. 
the, the thing I like the most about the World Cup is it only happens, it's like once every four years. So if you're a really good player, what do you have? I mean, like 12 years? Two. Like, yeah, 12 Two. years. If you like start when you're 18 or like, you know, start when you're like, if you're in your prime when you're 20 to like 32, by the time you're 36, you're going to be too old. So that's the cool thing about the World Cup is you only have like three World Cups, four World Cups to really ah. show what you can do. And this is Ronaldo's fourth World Cup. So it's kind of cool to see him uh, really go through now. But that's the, uh, that's the beauty of the World Cup is it's once every four years. Like the Stanley Cup's once, once a year. I mean, it's finals is yeah. once a year. This is once every four years. And like we said with the Olympics, like, do I really give a shit who wins, like, downhill skiing? Like, Lindsey Bond yeah. looks great, but at the same time, <laughs> I'd rather see, you know, the World Cup is far more interesting to me. Yeah. All right. So, last last one for you, Kev. I know you guys are the basketball guys. What is going on with Markel Fultz? And please tell me he's going to play summer league this year because he was terrible in the in the regular Wait, season. Wait, barely playing played. summer league this year? Got some time. Say that again. You said Fultz, but they said Fultz is not playing summer league? Yeah. So, Brett Brown today, this is breaking news. Brett Brown today was on the tarmac talking to Mike Smith on 97.5 The Fanatics. And he said that he had Brett Brown on the line live. I was listening. And he said he's going out to L.A. specifically just to meet with Markel to see how he's doing, quote, unquote. Now, in your opinion, if, if Brett Brown, he's the head coach of Philadelphia 76ers, is getting on a plane to go to Los Angeles, do you think he's going out there to urge him to play in the summer league? Because he's saying he doesn't want to play because it's gonna, it doesn't look good for him because he's playing with these hogs that, 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 that really can't, that can't do much. That's hard. That if Fultz doesn't play uh, summer league this year, that's like a, that's a travesty. Like you, cause you can't sit out. That's, and Simmons, Simmons was even Simmons was playing summer league this year, so you can't sit I'm, out at like that, after, especially under storm in the games that he's playing, and you know, a ball jump shot. This is the, and this is what pisses me off about Sixers organization is they're so they're so big on like coddling these guys, like they're they're coddling these guys. It, it, the coddle, the coddling, I think, is is one thing. But when you have a number one draft pick sitting on the bench cheering for T.J. freaking McConnell because he had a triple-double in a good game for once in his life, and his number one draft pick cheering for him, and then he goes into the next game, and the guy that got drafted behind him, Jason Tatum, absolutely was on fire for the entire series. You got beat four to one, and you sat there smirking with your face, looking like you wanted to have your iPod on, sitting around. I, I, to me, if he doesn't play this year, I'm done with him. No, he is, he's got to play this year, and I think he will play this year. But yeah, if he doesn't it's, summer league, summer league, Kevin. yeah, if he doesn't play summer league, I mean, I don't, I don't I'm understand done. what the what the logic of it. That's like scared. I mean, we we talk about players, and we were talking about the LeBron debate, and like if he doesn't play, he's scared because he doesn't want to expose yeah. himself that he's a crap shooter. But 
if he doesn't play, if he doesn't step out in the court during summer league, yeah, I think I might be done with him too. I think the Sixers will too. No, and it's crazy because there was a time when we were talking about trading Fultz and that number, what is it, the number 10 pick now? And for, 10 and 26. For Kawhi. Like the, the yeah. Spurs would laugh in our face if we offered that to them now, especially if he doesn't play summer league. Like he's like trying to hide the fact that he can't shoot. Like it's not a secret. Exactly. You need to go out and, and learn how to shoot. They're talking about moving him back from the foul line, 12 foot to 15 foot shot. And it's like, did you play high school basketball? Did you ever shoot a 15 foot shot in high school? Like I don't get it. Where, where the are crazy we thing here? He was a good shooter in college. That's what got him in the door. Is he was a good shooter in college, and. Then he goes, like, someone messed with the shot. They allowed this guy to tinker with the shot, which, of uh, Hank, basketball, you know, Hank played at LaSalle. You know, we know basketball. You don't mess with someone's shot after high school. No. Like, once, once they're in high school, the shot messing is done. Because if you start tinkering with someone's shot when they are – 15 years old, you have to understand that if that kid plays basketball, they've shot probably 10, 20, 30 million shots in their life. So now you're going to take Literally. 30 million shots and try to well, readjust them. Especially if they haven't been shooting poorly. Yeah. Because his, his numbers weren't that bad. They were pretty good in college. So um, it's surprising. I don't. I think there might be something to the team they were saying was maybe than so I don't know. I heard the I heard this trainer. He gets this trainer, and the guy's like, "Oh, your shot's all screwed up. Let's go fix it." And he starts like messing with the shot. And right. next thing you know, he's like, "You can't like that's it, you mess with the, like confidence is the greatest biggest thing in basketball in all sports. If you're unconfident, you're gonna suck. And you take the confidence away from a number one draft pick." You've just completely screwed but I, everything. But maybe that, maybe that tells to Marcel Fultz as a person that if he can't handle that, then he's not the guy that we thought he was going to be. Because, I mean, we're definitely going to do something with Ben Simmons' shot. We can't leave it like that. Yeah. So, I mean, but, I don't know. I, I don't 100% mind. I, I don't like, obviously, the Marcel Fultz pick. But the thing that really bothered me is that we traded up for that pick. If he was the best available when we had the third pick – Maybe it wouldn't have been bad. Just sometimes you pick the wrong person. You pick Greg Oden instead of Kevin Durant. Stuff like that happens. But our whole philosophy was tanking to get really high draft picks. And I feel like it was working for us. And we went against that whole philosophy. We traded one of our up something like that. And we had to have known that Ben Simmons was going to be our point guard. So why did we need – what did they think Mark Couples was going to do? Probably be a shooting guard who could shoot. Mm-hmm. But that seems yeah. crazy to me, considering he can't shoot. Yeah. Well, you guys think there's Yeah. Hey, what? new Mike, how's that pizza down there, buddy? Go ahead. I said, do you guys think there's any validity to the story that, um, you know, what, what, let's? I don't want to get into the whole uh, BC GM situation, but. Is there any validity to the story that came out earlier this week? Uh, just want to get your opinions on it. Um, do you guys think that there was anything to that, you know, that, that, that Colangelo overruled other people to take Martel because that was guy and other people in the organization? Rep Brown denied it today in his interview, but I don't know, man. 
Well, as Hank was saying earlier, that everyone in the whole place wanted Jason Tatum. They didn't want to do it. And then Colangelo won both really bad. So now we're stuck with both. And not Colangelo. <laughs> All right, Not so last life. thing for you. Last Sixers point. Um, what are we going to do? last thing like three times. We got it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Listen, I'm excited. I love this. I'm joking. Um, go. <laughs> all right, last thing. Here we go. What are we going to have to do to either land Kawhi or will Kawhi, if we land him, what's it going to take to trade for him, bring him on, and then how do we get LeBron to come here? The people want to know. Wait. I would love to know the answer to that, considering I hurt only half of it. So you said Kawhi. What is the chances of us getting Kawhi? No, I think we're going to get Kawhi. I think he's going to go from You think we're getting Kawhi. I think there's zero chance we get Kawhi. We don't have to pay. Kawhi Kawhi wants to be traded. I doubt he – I don't know. I feel like he plays the same position that every one of our draft picks. I think think all the people – all them is in the, the West. West. LeBron. Don't do it. So it's gonna, it's gonna sell our stick to LeBron and get him. We might be able to get other players, or that's gonna influence where other players want to go. So I think everyone's kind of. I don't know how what if LeBron's reaching out to them or they're reaching out to LeBron, but I think everything's gonna be based off what LeBron's gonna do. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, too. I think if we can land Kawhi some sort of trade, offload Colts, take give him a 10, and, um, I don't know, sweeten the pot with uh, Dario, maybe. We don't want to give up Dario, but throw Dario and, and uh, Mr. Awesome, terrible defender, Robert Covington, throw those guys in there. I don't know if that, that's going to be enough to get him. But if we get Kawhi, we'll get him. On. The only way I would do it for a one-year deal because he's not going to sign an extension. I have I have a question for you. Why do you think that Kawhi wanted to want out from the Spurs? What do you think that his reasoning is? Or why do you that. think he didn't play? Say, say I barely heard you. Say it again. Say it again. I didn't get you guys. Say it one more time. Oh, um, what what do you use the reason is that Kawhi to leave the Spurs and why he wasn't playing at the end of the season? Was it really an injury or something else? What do you think is going on there? Uh, I think that he was injured. They didn't believe him that he was injured. They then said that, you know, fine, if you're injured, you sit out. Kawhi brought in his own people. He then became distrustful of the organization because they didn't think that he was actually injured, but he really was. He's now fine, and then he set himself out. He was injured. He sat out. They didn't believe him that he was injured, but he really was. And now he, now he was fine, and then he kept sitting out, which is basically a holdout. And then he now, he's now saying that he wants to leave. And I think he waited until after the finals, but he's done with top of it. done with the organization. He's done with San Antonio. He says that he wants to stay in the West, but, you know, at the end of the day, Popovich can block a trade for him to go to L.A. And Popovich is going to send somebody within the West. If you look at the quotes from Popovich, he says over and over and over, you know, if he was on the committee when when they sent 
Shaq uh, out to L.A., he would have blocked the deal if he was on the trade committee, but he wasn't because he doesn't want to trade people within the division that are going to hurt his team. So if he can block it, that leaves us that leaves us right there. Brett Brown has a former relationship with him, so you know I I think there's a chance for Kawhi, but if we get him, do we get LeBron? And is that enough? I don't know. Right, I agree. No, I agree. Yep. Yeah. I'm in. All right, if boys. We're set. Great, yeah. great call. Thank I mean, there's lots of Say that again. What happened? I said thank you for calling in. I, I, oh yeah, thanks, Bob. Yeah, man. Right. I, I I love you guys. Uh, you know, Kev Kev tell pops I'll see him on Monday. And uh, sounds good. So you guys, a little Father's Day. You guys have a good night. Congrats on your night, and uh, you enjoy it, man. Thanks, bud. Talk to you guys. All right, Jesus. All right, so we still uh, we'll figure this out after the break. We got one more call. We're gonna get to him, and then we're gonna take a little break. Nothing. Raise their hands to the roof. <laughs> All right, what's up? Welcome, welcome to the show. What's going on? Good evening, gents. Welcome back. You guys should do this <laughs> a little more often. It's been too long. Seriously. Uh, well, right. yeah, I just want to follow up on the last. This is Jeff from Ardmore, by the way. You may know me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. Um, um, uh, I want to talk real quick about the World Cup. I know you guys were talking about that game this afternoon, and uh, I took off work early to watch that one. That was uh, kind of an amazing game, but it was also a little depressing because it made me realize not only the U.S. not in it, they're not even in the same orbit as either of those two teams, and not even really even years away. Like we're talking hundreds of years away to potentially be there. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? Here's the thing, and this is what, you know, the World Cup is like it's a tricky. It's a tricky thing because you have think about what USA did, and I don't think USA would go through some whole revolution. You look what they did with Clint Dempsey and Joey Green, who's now like sitting on the bench when he was supposed to be the young stud, and you know Michael Bradley, and Chris Wondolowski, all these guys were supposedly like the not the suck. We drew versus Portugal. We kind of and end up making it through the knockout stage. But what, what, what the same thing as the same picture. Like, we talked about process, and we were stuck in mediocrity. We were, like, we were so psyched when we were able to make, make the uh, knockout, but then we get knocked out every single year. So, like, what was the point? It's like the Sixers lose in the second round. Well, what's the point? You're just going to lose anyway. Right. No, that's a that's a good point, man. I like it. I like they're going with the young guys right now for sure because that's really you have to blow it up at a certain point and um, drop these MLS guys. Um, so no, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the next couple of weeks. And yeah, I mean, I guess we've got to talk a lot of things. The one thing we've kind of forgotten here is it's already officially late June and we got a above 500 baseball team in town and they really haven't even started hitting yet. Um, any thanks? Any thoughts that they have, they have a chance to? Uh, challenge for a playoff spot, especially if these young guys start hitting in July and August? Well, I, I think, I don't know. Besides the guy who just walked in with a Braves hat, I don't think there's a, many many baseball fans out there. We have <laughs> you know, baseball, and we all, and we're all Phillies fans, and we, you know, we bleed red and green, and 
blue and orange, I guess. But <laughs> I don't think, like, you have the Phillies, and they're young. I think the biggest problem with the Phillies is no one knows any of the players. Like, you have a, a Scott Kingery who's a young, unknown player. You have J.P. Uh, Crawford. You have these guys that – and here's the two. When the Phillies start, like, sucking, I, like, stop almost – watching as much. So now, right now, I have no idea who the Phillies have, and I have no idea what's going on in baseball. Like, I know Mike Trout's still good. <laughs> I know Brent Harper's still good. I don't, like, there's, they're like, oh, I watched the All-Star game this year, and I recognize, like, four names. I was like, who are these people? But I, I agree with you. It is a little bit uh, of a shame that the, Philly, the Philadelphia sports fans aren't that uh, excited or talking about the Phillies because especially when we're exceeding expectations by so much. It's, if, I mean, I'm a part of it because I'm not really into it that much as well. But um, I do agree with you that maybe that should be in more uh, of the headlines right now. I have a question. I have a question for both of you. Why is it that the Sixers, we have this whole process of young, talented basketball players and we drafted high and we have this whole group of guys. Why is it the process of the Sixers is the new story, the biggest in the world? It's you know, social media he's news all over the world and the Phillies are doing the same thing and no one really seems well, to care. If one of the reasons it might be just our circles tend to be more basketball and football. Yeah, which is one of it. But I think the second reason is I just think those sports are taking over. I think football was, is huge, and it's, it's going to be huge for a while. But in the years to come, I think basketball might overtake that because of the injuries and parents might not want their kids playing football. So I think basketball in the future has a lot of action, and it's easy to market basketball players. Football, you don't really see their faces because they have a helmet. They're wearing a hat in baseball. The season's so long, a lot of it, a lot of the games don't even matter. Whereas basketball, the video games are fun. The shoes sell. You're not really selling cleats. And I think the marketing of basketball is just a lot easier. And I think a third thing I want to say about it is, I think the the reason why basketball is so big is the same reason why I was upset after I watched the Portugal-Spain game today. It was so exciting and everything, and it ended in a tie. I watched that game for 90 minutes, and nobody won. Well, good thing you didn't watch the game before. It was 0-0 up until, like, the 93rd minute, and, and somebody heads it into their own goal. <laughs> right. I did and hear I about like, that, though. I didn't brutal. see it. <laughs> right. Brutal. So maybe that's a part of, like, America's problem with, like, we need so much action, and we don't appreciate the art of it. Yeah, I, I hear everybody say that. But yeah. I think just being honest, that's one of the major reasons why even baseball is going by the wayside. And do you think that, yeah. you know, do you think I would argue the drama of it was the the Sixers, unfortunately, they, they properly manipulated all of us into being so, so bad for so long that they suddenly became this underdog story when it's like, it's to me, it's not really an underdog story. Like, if, if Rudy, like, was bad on purpose and then made Notre Dame, it wouldn't be as good of a story as it is to someone working hard. So it's kind of, I don't know, they, I feel like we were well manipulated by the Sixers to be to really look at them as an underdog versus as that. No, I agree. I I think the Sixers, like, the Sixers sold losing better than, I don't know. 
you sell insurance. Like they, they're like, they <laughs> so, never good at that. So, yeah, so lose so well that like they held, held this whole entire thing that like losing and here's the thing like in a society when we think about you know Jordan and all these things like that's what it is it's like you don't want to be some mediocrity and I feel like that's like that's what the Sixers did they failed over and over but they celebrated their failure and that's what bothers me about like everything in professional sports and even when I'm playing with Hank and we're arguing LeBron and Golden State, Golden State, how many people think well, Golden State won instead of they think? LeBron. LeBron lost. So no one even gives a shit that Golden State won. There's no concern that LeBron lost because we celebrate as a society failure more than we celebrate success. And that's the problem. I don't agree with that. Why? Who, who do you hear about that wins? You heard about LeBron losing more than you heard about Golden State winning. But I think that except they're like sixty grand for that they spent on alcohol. See, I look on it. I look at that differently. I look at it as we expect winning. We expect winning so much that when someone doesn't win, that's why we're talking. About it. We're not celebrating that he lost. We're like we're fighting for greatness. Besides in Philadelphia, because obviously it was a big deal to us, but in New York and here, Kev, Kevin Krutoff. Now, Kevin Krutoff is a Giants fan. Kevin Krutoff is a Giants fan. So, although he lives in this area. Here, Kev, come here. Well, let's... All right. Ladies and so, gentlemen, Kevin Krutoff. All right, so Kev, I have a question because we talk about the, you know, you're a Giants fan. So in Philadelphia, Eagles winning the Super Bowl is a big deal. As a Giants fan, did you give a shit or were you more concerned? Sorry. Or were you more concerned with the Patriots losing? Did you celebrate the Eagles winning or were you pissed that the Eagles won as a Giants fan? And were you almost more excited that Tom Brady lost? That's a loaded question. This it actually it's like is. a baked actually, potato. It's really easy to answer. As a Giants fan, I wanted both teams to lose. <laughs> so I had no root for it. Probably the worst Super Bowl for me ever. But I actually went to the game. I went to the Super Bowl. That's crazy. And I went with my best friend, who's an Eagles fan. So somewhere in the back of my head and heart, I said, you know what? I'd like him to see them win. So for him, Eagles won. I was happy for him. That's a good friend right there. That's about friendship right there. Most but, friends wouldn't do that. On the other hand, it is nice to say, we have four, you have none. We have four, you have one. Tom Brady losing a bigger deal than the Eagles. Because obviously the Eagles, it was yeah. huge. Global, global, there's out there that really enjoy that more than seeing the Eagles win. Locally, though, everyone around here just loved it. Even yeah. people who weren't Eagles fans jumped on the bandwagon because I, I want to say that the Eagles fans, the Eagles team, were so positive, there weren't haters. Like, the Eagles weren't complaining about the Patriots. They were just happy that they won. They were happy they were there. Yeah. The whole dog face thing, the whole – they yeah. enjoyed that. They loved that. Yeah. So. No, I agree. 
Kevin, you're the man as always. We're going to take a uh, about 10-minute break, play some music, drink some beers, and uh, we'll be back to sample some of uh, what Village Idiot Brewing has to offer. See you guys in a minute.
What up, everyone? We're back here, Matchup Zone, here at Village Idiot Brewing Company, and now we got some fun for uh, all the audience, because right now we have eight beers to give away to the lovely people here, and also, uh, Hank's microphone, apparently. We got it now. All right. So, Hank, you're going to explain this, this game to the, uh, the people here, and they're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to – go ahead, you explain. Well – um, I guess it comes from Tina Fey and 30 Rock, but it's all about deal breakers. And we're going we're gonna to give different um, perspectives, I guess, and see what you guys think is either you could deal with in a relationship with your significant other or if it's a deal breaker and you'd have to end that relationship. So here's the deal. What we're going to do is we're going to have, you know, we'll have a girl come up at one point. We'll ask her the question. If the whole audience agrees that that's a deal breaker, then we will uh, give her a beer. If they disagree, if it's not a deal breaker, then you don't get a beer. So first one, doing a podcast. I'm joking. So we're going to get uh, – let me just trip someone. All right. Is that a deal breaker? All right. So we, uh, we're going to get a girl up first who would like to volunteer. And you don't get to know what it is until you get up here. Yeah. We're going to ask you a question, and you say if it's a deal breaker in a relationship or not. And we're going to start light, so don't worry. Yeah, we'll, real you, light. You get to benefit because you were the first one to come up. If everyone agrees, if everyone in the audience agrees, you win. If, yeah, you get a free beer, courtesy of Village Idiot Brewing Company. Go ahead, Hank. You got that one. Um. I guess this depends on whether you're a dog or a cat person, but if your significant other said, I prefer cats. Is that a deal breaker or you, you're good with that? Person? I'm good with cats. I like cats actually better than dogs. All right. So in the audience, raise a show of hands if you think that that's a deal breaker if someone's like, I like cats, especially a guy. Like, if it, well, all the guys in the audience, if a guy comes up and says, I like cats, you're going to date him. I like cats. So, Okay, who here thinks that's a deal breaker? The cats. There you go. All right, winner. Get a beer. You get a beer. Here you go. Here you go. Here's your, uh... It wasn't that scary. Yeah. Okay, I guess we need to get a little bit scarier. Yeah, we'll get a little scarier. All right. All right, we'll we'll do the second one for a female too. Any other females uh, want to come up and? Uh... Here we go. All right. On Sales on a guy. Just say sales guy. Like sales, yeah, song on a guy. Sandals on a guy. Because a guy wears a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker. Just sandals in general, because I know people who are like, if you wear sandals, like, like flip-flops. Yeah, but like, like I'm not talking about to the beach, like, or the pool. Like, if you're just out and about and you wear sandals, yeah, are those a deal breaker? No. Everyone, deal breaker? No. Winner. 
Now we need a guy. Oh, Crocs would have been good, too. That was on here, Crocs and Socks. Crocs. Anyone with Crocs. All right. Yeah, let's get a guy's point of view. Any uh, gentlemen want to come up here and uh, play Deal Breaker? Do we have a cricket sound check? <laughs> All right, we got one. We got one. All right. So, Deal Breaker... If you are dating a girl, are we going with that one? All right. If you're dating a girl and she's like, I will tell you one thing. I love Donald Trump. Is that a deal breaker? No? Who here? This, this could get into a whole political snafu right now. There's going to be chairs thrown around this place. Who here agrees? Who here disagrees? <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I want to hear what you're. So just because it's wireless, so we can pass it around. Yes, he was getting hats made, and it was more the way he spoke about other people, um, and agreeing with the way that Trump talks about the generalization of groups of people. And he spoke that way, too, and I just didn't agree with that. And he was all about the Trump train. and um, So that's why we broke up. Well, that is so a deal breaker. his views were similar to what he was, Trump was saying, so that's why we ended up. That's a shame, because if you guys started dating, like, four years from now, you might have still been together. That's true. That's <laughs> a shame. Goddamn politics. All right, so uh, you get the beer. I think we've lost sight of how we're just going to start giving us. Yeah, it's like Oprah. I want to do it, yeah. All right, let's get another guy up here. Any other guys want to uh, come up here and play a little? Here we go, here we go, here we go. All right. Now, I got to get, we got one, and this is, again, one of those that could be a very big deal breaker. Now, I don't know, I haven't smelled you, but I'm not sure if you're a smoker or not, but if a female was a smoker, is that a deal breaker? Female being a smoker, is that a deal breaker? Explain. I've never smoked, so definitely a breaker. Deal breaker. Audience, what do you think? What do we think about that? Deal breaker? Woo-hoo. There you go. Winner, winner. All right, let's get a uh, now. Let's get another guy because this one could be uh, this one could be breaking up some relationships, not having to do with Trump tonight. One more guy. Who what guy would like to come up here? There we go. There we go. All right, so we're hearing on Twitter, we're hearing on uh, from crowd that we need to be the people that are more sensual. So this could be this is 
one of those things that and you know the kids are here earmuffed for me. Uh, all right, the right, so deal breaker. Not enjoying and not performing is a deal breaker. And this is a tough one because now it has a phone on you, and I'm pretty sure that. What do you get in return? Yeah, well, it's just, that's not that's like off the. You're good with that? Is that not a deal breaker? Not a deal breaker. Who else thinks that's not a deal breaker? Until you get mad. Yeah, because once most people are married, it disappears anyway. While we we have two more to get to, uh, we're going to be sampling some of these beers. Hank's going to look up some more of these. And, uh, whoa, hold on. What's the monkey's bread has one on it? Oh, I have that one, too. Wow. That one, that's the one I'm look, looking forward to trying. That cinnamon sugar just raped my hand. I just went to pick this up, and it was just surprised the shit out of me. Monkey breath, banana bread. Is what that one's called. I feel like I'm in the pumpkin, pumpkin face off. That's really good. Well, actually, really, you taste the banana. You really do. taste that banana. So monkey bread. Who's had monkey bread taste? I like the cinnamon sugar. Yeah, the sugar really makes I right. like that one. What do we got next time? Have one in the guzzle. I have one called Elvis in the Building. Same Elvis time. in the Building. What do you think? Now, Elvis in the Building is a... I don't even know what's in it. Banana peanut butter porter. Wow, another banana and another peanut butter one because we had the peanut butter one earlier. This is crazy. And we'll, we'll, we can get the guys up here in a second because I would like to know exactly how you brew banana bread beer. Like what actually goes, what actually goes into brewing banana bread beer? Because that's, like that's like an interesting combo that I never really thought about. Now you're sitting there with banana bread beer. Yeah. Like, how does that brewing process work? I, I wonder if it's kind of like, no, nah, I, I don't think it, but I know, like, coffee. I know with coffee, oh, um, they don't actually have a lot of the actual ingredients. It's more about, like, the notes that, like, professional tasters, like, smell. Yeah. But it's not it's actually probably infused yeah. stuff in here somehow. I love how we're second guessing when the guys who made it are sitting over there like, what are these two idiots? <laughs> I guess it's not like wine. Like you can't like see how it hangs on the rim. I think you can. I think that like there's there's like beer. You, at least a like, good beer with a good rim. Am I making that up? I don't. You probably you made a lot of things up. <laughs> I made up that Mike was going to be here tonight. Yeah, we have a better mic. Yeah. What do you think? What do you mic? think about this new mic? He's agreeing a lot more with me. He does, yes, too. He does. All right, so Elvis in the building in my hand. 
What do you got? What else you got, Hank? I'm gonna go with. Uh, you go with one. Well, the problem is, I wrote them and I wrote them really sloppy, so I can't see. Uh, oh, this is the Foles. What's the Foles one called? Foles. Folstefan? It sounds German to me. So, Folstefan, is that what I'm saying it right? <laughs> I'm trying to, no. Just say it. doesn't matter. All right. So, that's... <laughs> I wish I knew how to pronounce all these things. Uh, Foles, Nick Foles, named after Nick Foles. And it's Heifuisen. Uh, Did I say that right? That was my German accent. Heifuisen. <laughs> All right, Hank, did you have this one too? I don't have that one. Yeah, I didn't pick that one. Light and smooth. You like it? Yeah, just like Nick Foles. Ooh, they should have called it Philly Philly. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh sweet, great. sweet. This is amazing. So. Have room. Now, right. uh, Here, I'll let him now we in. have to, yeah. Now we have to. Now we have to figure well, out. Well, let me slide in, since we don't know anything. We have four mics. Oh, you can work. stand. You can stand. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm going to talk about, what do you want to talk about, the individual beers that we have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about some of those, yeah, the individual ones. All right. So, I mean, today we've got, what, 12 beers up there. It's a pretty good variety. Um, I mean, we've always got the uh, Hoppermizer up there, our West Coast IPA. Uh, what else we always got up there? Blondale. The dessert beers are pretty popular here. Buttercup, Monkey Breath, Elvis. Uh, he recently had the stout put up there for St. Patty's Day, um, but that's one of his personal favorites to brew. Um, it's just a really easy drink and beer, honestly. My two favorites there right now, um, Rich's Revolutionary Rye, the Pale Ale up there, that's number four, and uh, my recent favorite the Mullins Irish Red. He does all the brewing back there. They're pretty small batches, uh, 55 gallons, barrel and a half, not too big. Uh, you know, everything's always fresh because of that. He's always rotating beers. Uh, we try to do seasonal beers. Um, we had a uh, New England IPA up there recently. That was pretty popular, Danky Punch. But that one kind of, that one kicked. I think it was yesterday that one kicked. Uh, he'll probably brew that one again. Another um, one up there is Belgian Trail Long Mover. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. High alcohol, easy to get here. Uh, it has the classic Belgian Trophers. Undertone flavor, I'd say. Alcohol is really well hidden in there. You know, That's easy drinking beer. Well, th- this place is very unique and it's very cool because uh, we took pictures and put them on Twitter so like people can see on Instagram and Twitter. But you guys, yeah, you br- it's a it's an old fashioned bar, but you brew right to the side of the bar and you guys have your whole entire brewing system right there. Yeah, right back there. It we act this uh, building actually used to be the Bridgetown Pub. Okay. Um, I don't know the exact history on that, the, the dates and everything, but a lot of the stuff in here is, you know, original from that that pub. You got the woodwork all in here. Mm-hmm. That's all original. The uh, everything behind the bar is original. You got the ca- uh, copper countertop up there. That's all original. That's all. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a you know a bit of character you can't really like buy anymore. You know, it's kind of, yeah. Uh, just, I like that. Like yeah. the stained glass like windows or it's yeah, just like, that, it's, that yeah. too. Yeah, that that uh, you got like the. Um, the ship wheel, and everything. Uh, yeah, that's all original, I like too. It. Now, I have a question. How do you, with the, the banana bread, how do you brew it? Do you actually use real bananas in your actual brewing process? It's, 
it's a banana flavoring. Okay. Um, the base beer is pretty. It's like a pretty light beer, honestly. Yeah. Uh, just a standard. I, I I wouldn't even go to give it a style, honestly. The the under beers, but that kind of gives it a you know I work with the flavor there when it comes through. Awesome. I like the ones that it's not a thick you know dessert uh, beer. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a fake banana flavor either. It's yeah. Pretty. Yeah. It's a real. And the cinnamon, obviously. That's, 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 that's perfect. The, yeah, icing on the cake. Kind of. Well, I never knew about cinnamon. And then someone was like, you need to put cinnamon. When I was drinking pumpkin beer, they're like, put cinnamon on it. It changed my life. Yeah. But it's like a subtle little hand. You know it was on there, and it was just perfect. Yeah, it works really well with the beer, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Great place. Yeah. And uh, you guys are ever out in the village of Brooklyn, Mount Holly, New Jersey, having a good time out here tonight. Glad you guys like it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. All right. So, uh, Hank. Do you training when uh while while well no but, but I I finished up my other ones but I wanted to try one that he actually just talked about with the thong remover I I was gonna try thong try thong remover I just tried Richie's Revolution and that's really good this is the kind of place where you come and you know you'll you'll sit there it's see I like the the I like the variety but then you're gonna walk away with like. 30 of those cans because you just want to try everything and bring it home. Yeah, no, I really love you that. You need to bring it home to the kids. Have I don't kids like try. it actually as much as the the banana bread one. Mm-hmm. It's that, whatever style that is in my style, it's very interesting. Like, maybe it's, you know, it's probably because this one does actually have a lot more alcohol content in it, so that probably takes away some of the taste. Do you have the Richie's Revolution? No, I don't. Oh, Do my you? God. That is really good. Do you have that one? What's in that? John? Richie's Revolution? That's a good one. Monkey's Breath is the best one so far. Try that Richie's Revolution. Right? Yeah. Hey, take the, take a look at that Richie for me. That Richie's Revolution is good. Anyone trying that tonight? Richie's Revolution? Good. Good stuff. It's like peachy or something. Yeah. I'm yeah. It's okay. Kevin's getting a thong remover. You can either remove those sandals or what you're wearing underneath. I'm like a... And Kevin is a fellow bearded man as well. I'm like... Kev, how long have you had your beard for? Eight years. Jesus. So you're like... This is like normal. Like, I really grew my beard out like months ago. It does feel good, but there's a lot of things that I'm getting used to. Food and caught, caught in my beard all the time. And like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, save it for later. Yeah, maybe, maybe I could grow my <laughs> out a little bit more. Yeah, that was beard. actually on there. <laughs> my, I keep, top deal breaker. I kind of keep mine tight against my face, so maybe I do need to try to grow it out a little bit. I just said, you know what? I'm just trying. I'm going to give it a Hang it. You, will you rock close? I kept the close beard for a while, and then I think my barber was like, dude, just grow it out. And I just was like, you know what? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Of... Oh. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> All over the equipment. Meeting, I don't know. Meeting my pants. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is there's a lot of external factors for whether I grow mine out or cut mine. If it was up to me, only, solely, I'd probably try to test that out. 
but you know, after a while, I guess I like the change. I like growing yeah. it out, cutting it, yeah, and then letting it grow I back. Like so variety. it's always different. Just like the beer. Yeah. Now, Hank, speaking of manly stuff. Oh, Hank. Oh yeah. Speaking of manly stuff, Hank. Hank sent a picture, put this picture up on Instagram, and it's Hank throwing a net. How many, people, my... how many people out there have done the axe throwing contest? Because that's like a new craze. It's actually really smart because the way they set that up is kind of like you're going bowling with your friends, but instead of it instead of it being your turn to go up and bowl, you're trying to go up and throw an axe, and you have right. And there's also alcohol. There's also alcohol. And this is my whole thing with the whole axe throwing craze. I don't really understand it, and I don't really understand. It's different. So I'm assuming in the beginning you have to sign a liability waiver. Yeah, we did. Like we it's to, like it's like going to uh, having a birthday party. At, uh, yeah, no, we had to sign, we had to sign a liability waiver or whatever. Do you but, read the waiver? No, I. It's like who? That's a deal breaker for me. If someone <laughs> reads liability waivers, or no, if if you if you like sign up for something and you're someone who reads 24 pages of stuff and doesn't just go to the end and press check mark. I don't know if I could be with that person. Hank, that's a good point. That is a good deal breaker. That's a deal breaker right there. You read it all? Yeah, I mean, you, gotta, you just got to go through it quick. Even if you read it, you wouldn't even remember what you were reading. I don't even know half the words. Even if it means that an axe could kill you at any time, <laughs> just read it. No, but there's actually, it was actually um, some technique to it, which was interesting because there's like where you release it. It reminded me a lot of like either like a, a pitch or a swing. And it's like you get a hang of it. And it's not just – you don't want to throw it as hard as you can. And you have to – like the axe rotates and spirals and has rotations, right? And you have to, like, time the rotation so the axe is hitting the wood at the right time. Or else someone, bang off. Did someone teach you this? Yeah, that's why it's so cool. There's a – who you can tip. And there's, like, a guy there teaching you and guiding you through, making sure you're safe. They don't just, they don't just have people come up the street and take ten axes and say, here you go. How many, how many throws do you have? It's like uh, you pay like it was. I, we walked in, so I don't know if they were having a deal, but it was like twenty bucks for like a half hour or an hour, and then you just as many as you want to throw, you just keep rotating. Yeah, but I was about to say like how I'm many like thrown it like fifty or sixty times. Well, that's what I'm saying because you go in and you spend a twenty-page contract, then you have the instructions from the guide, and then you start throwing axes. Uh, yeah, but he's they're like really nice, and they're like. A lot of it has to do with it is uh, like confidence. Like you're scared to throw it at first, but if you just throw it, and there's some people throw it two arms, one arm, and to be honest, like it's it's cool because it's one of those things where like I feel like everybody, there's no like really that much stone bob. You'll be able to have fun and you'll be able to hit the target and you'll be able to get it stuck. It's not one of those things where like if you've never golfed before, mm-hmm. you might not have fun golfing because you won't even it won't even you won't be able to hit it or get it in the hole. It's like everybody will be able to have some success and some gratification with it. So it's like, it, to be honest, it's like a, even a cool date, I was thinking. It would be a great date. Did you ever feel, dang, like, I, and this is, these are honest questions. Did you ever feel, like, endangered being there because you're throwing an axe? No, I never felt endangered that like I was throwing friends, an axe. Or your friends are throwing an axe. Maybe some of my friends throwing the axe. No. Um, and you stand behind them, I assume? So... They have, like, different... Like, well, you wouldn't stand in the front of the yeah. pulling out. <laughs> so they have, like, lines where, like, the safety line kind of thing, and everybody else has to be behind that. And if you're the one who's throwing, you're in front of it, and there's two people next to each other throwing, 
and you can't go and get yours until both of you have thrown, and then you both get both get them together. And then, like, even on the way back, he'd, like, tap axes and, like, clank them together. Like it was that. fun. See, that's a fun, that's a fun date to go what the people are experiencing and just walk by. Uh, I like the whole entire, I like the, the adventure of it, and I kind of like the, I don't know, I've never done the axe throwing, but I think that'll be uh, something I'd with, be interested in. With that beard you have right now, like a lumberjack, you would fit right in. They would think you were a teacher, probably, if you went in there. Well, like, here's the thing, like, I have, like, here's the thing I like about the beard, too. Like, I have, my heritage is, I have, like, Portuguese heritage, so I was rooting for Ronaldo, and I have uh, Norwegian, so I'm, like, a Viking, so that's why I think I You're a Viking. I'm a Viking. Like, you're actually a Viking. I'm actually a Viking. If you check that off on a job application, you'll get any job you want. I think you would. Like, there's be like, no Vikings out there. Caucasian. <laughs> this is like, I would make one and just put Viking. They'd be like, Microsoft Excel. Axe throwing. Viking pillaging. I think that would be. Uh... Do we have any more beers to try? Let's go. Yeah, what else do you got? I have Muellen Irish Red. Go for it. I tried the Hoptimizer and it was the shit. That's good. We're going to give these two beers to someone else. All right, we have two more beers to give away. We're uh, going to be going off in about five minutes, so we have two more beers to give away. Village Idiot's going to be closing in about 17 minutes, so uh, we have two beer giveaway, and you can drink them really, really fast. So, who would like to play Name That Tune? Ooh, Name That Tune. Name That Tune. Name That Tune. Hey, John, on it, John. The premiere. Oh, I like it. Premier DJ in the area. DJ John Hunt, give me. Uh, do you want to give a little promo? Give your number out there. You'll know him. Look it up in the phone book. DJ. John-